Good morning. I invite your attention to the gospel according to Mark. Second book in the New Testament, the gospel according to Mark. Tenth chapter. And my text will be found in verses 46 through 52. God willing, we will deliver today an expository message, giving an exposition of verses 46 through 52 on the subject of Bartimaeus healed by Jesus. Bartimaeus healed by Jesus. I'd have you to note, first of all, that In chapter 9 of Mark's gospel, Jesus was in Galilee, the northern part of the land. And then he was to go to Jerusalem. There were two ways of going to Jerusalem. There was the straight course, just go due south. But that was through Samaria. And Jews avoided going through Samaria. Although Jesus on one occasion had to go through Samaria, John chapter 4, because there was a woman at Jacob's well who needed his salvation. So on that occasion, he went out of the custom and went through Samaria. But here, he's going down to Jerusalem again. It was mandatory under the law of that time that every Jewish male go to Jerusalem thrice a year for holy days, and this is one of them. Now, what does Jesus do? Well, look in chapter 10, verse 1. And he arose from thence and cometh into the coast of Judea by the farther side of the Jordan. So what has he done? He's going to go from Galilee to Jerusalem, but not the direct route through Samaria. Rather, he's going to go due east, cross the Jordan River, and then go due south on the other side of the Jordan River until he came to Jericho, where he would once again cross the river to the west, and make his way to Jerusalem. So that's where we are in in the passage that is here before us now. So looking in Mark chapter 10, let's look at this passage now, beginning in verse number 46. And they came to Jericho, they, Jesus and his disciples. Jericho was the city on the... Jordan River, on the west side of the Jordan River, not far from Jerusalem. It was just a short walk from Jericho to Jerusalem, which was Jesus' destination. And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho, having walked through the town with his disciples, and a great number of people, 
a great number of people. Ah, in Jericho, a famous person has showed up, Jesus of Nazareth. And so there are a lot of people who have come to look at him so that they can just say, I saw Jesus. I saw Jesus. And so there's a great number of people. Jesus evidently is leading the way. He's on his way. His disciples are with him. And here are a lot of other people following along with them. Most of them probably curiosity seekers. And a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him, Bartimaeus, to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Give good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, Bartimaeus, casting aside his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord. Actually, he called him Rabboni. We'll come to that in just a little bit. Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Now we're going to expound this passage line by line. It'd be 12 points in it, but we're going to just look at it. Now consider, Jesus has left Galilee. He's crossed the river, the Jordan. To the east side. He has gone south. Until he is about. Parallel with Jerusalem. He crosses the Jordan. To the west. And he's now in Jericho. It's an ancient city. And here is where he. Finds this man. Bartimaeus. I find what we just read to be. It's a beautiful story. But I believe it is more than that. It is a very instructive lesson. Because what is true of Bartimaeus is true of you and of me in the spiritual realm. So let's consider. Bartimaeus, he was a pathetic man. And the things that made him pathetic physically make us pathetic spiritually. He was blind. He was blind. Of the five senses, the five physical senses, blindness was probably the worst to afflict you, to lose your sight. Loss of hearing 
I can speak from experience, being a good bit deaf. And contrary to what you may hear, I do not have selective hearing. (laughs) But loss of hearing is a bit inconvenient. (laughs) Loss of smell. Now that could be inconvenient. Unless your job requires you to work around septic tanks. Then it may be a blessing. Loss of taste. That could be inconvenient. Not knowing if you're eating an onion or an apple. Loss of touch. I had a relative who as a very small infant was in a vehicular mishap that caused him to lose touch in his fingers. And you had to watch him. He could put his hand on the hot stove and not know it. You see, these, the loss of these senses, the four that I've mentioned, could be very inconvenient. But the loss of sight, I believe you will agree with me that that is probably the worst of the five senses to lose. Loss of sight makes you dependent on all your friends, makes you susceptible to those who are full of mischief. Loss of sight. Well, this is all of us by nature. We are those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age is blinded, who do not believe. Lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. We're blind, folks, by nature. We're born that way. It is necessary for God to restore our sight before we can behold Christ. Blindness disqualified a Levite from serving under the law. Blindness will disqualify you from serving Jesus Christ. I'm speaking about spiritual blindness. If the blind lead the blind, they both fall into the ditch. You need sight in order to follow Jesus Christ and to be a blessing to others in his kingdom. The Lord must open your spiritual eyes and remove your blindness. Furthermore, he was impoverished. That's why he sat by the road begging. Well, it is not uncommon for the blind to be beggars, for their infirmity prevents them from employment and results in their impoverishment. He's unable to provide for himself, and therefore he sits by the side begging for alms, begging for alms. He's a beggar, and so are we by nature. The Holy Spirit says of us, Surely these are poor. They are foolish, for they do not know the way of Jehovah, the judgment of their God. It's what we are, folks. We're spiritually impoverished. If salvation cost even a widow's might, you could not give it. We are impoverished. And... We sit by religion road hoping somebody will show some morsel unto us. 
Not only was he blind and impoverished, but he resided in a, a futile place. Jericho, that's where he lived, Jericho. Oh, what a nice name was that. We're not really certain as to the origin of that name, but it may have come from a sweet fragrance. And Jericho had sweet fragrance. The palm trees of Jericho at a certain time of the year just made the, the whole air so, so aromatic. My beloved and I were married in a month at a time when the honeysuckle was in bloom. And I love honeysuckle. I don't know. Do you have honeysuckle out here? Okay, evidently not. All right. <laughs> I'll have to do for you what my mother did for me. Every year when I was ministering in the West Indies, every year when the honeysuckle came into bloom, she'd cut some blooms and put them in an envelope and mail them to me. And uh, I could be in a place where it did not grow and honeysuckle. Well, Jericho was like that in the sense that the whole city smelled like palm trees. And it was a, a sweet fragrance. But then again, it is possible that this name Jericho was associated with the moon because it was a center of Canaanitish moon worship. Well, that's us in the spiritual realm. Man-made religion smells good. Babylon is noted for its cinnamon and incense, fragrant oil and frankincense. And man-made religion is noted for its worthless gods. The moon is a worthless god. Interesting, the word for moon is luna. We get our word lunacy and lunatic from it. Well, that's, that's man-made religion. It is pure lunacy. It is of the moon. Then notice also that second Bartimaeus was nevertheless a son of honor. His name is Bartimaeus. That name means son of honor. When you read a man's name in the scripture and the first syllable is B-A-R-Bar, -bar, means son. As when Jesus spoke to Simon Bar-Jonah. Here is Bartimaeus. Timaeus means son of honor. He's a son of honor. Well, that's the meaning of his name, but it seems to mock him. Because when he's sitting by the road in his rags, blind and begging for alms, someone may walk by and say, look, his name is Son of Honor. He doesn't look like it, does he? Well, his name seemed to mock him, Bartimaeus. But the great physician's walking by. And he heals blind beggars. And this man is about to become Bartimaeus, the Son of Honor, in the highest way possible. The same is true of us. Jesus says, if anyone serves me, him my Father will honor. When you become a son of God and you serve Jesus, 
you become to God a Bartimaeus, son of God. Am I right, Sean? Bartimaeus? It's right, you know. Think about it. We are Bartimaeus's sons of honor. Well, then consider also that uh, Jesus went to the, Bar- to, to the place of Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus could not come to Jesus. <laughs> Bartimaeus went to, to or Jesus went to Bartimaeus. There were two men in Jericho that Jesus went to see. The other one wanted to see Jesus, but he could not because all the people thronging around Jesus made it impossible. For him to see. He was a short man. His name was Zacchaeus. He was also in Jericho. Same occasion. Same occasion. He climbed up into a sycamore tree so that he could see Jesus. And Jesus said, The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. It just so happened that one of them was blind. The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was blind. The blind will never come to Jesus until, first of all, Jesus goes to them. We are incapable of coming to Jesus. He says, no one can come to me. But then he says, if my Father draws you, you will come. (laughs) Yes, draw us and we will run after thee. Then furthermore, Bartimaeus recognized Jesus for whom he is. In Luke's parallel account, we read that hearing a multitude passing by, he asked what it meant. So they told him that Jesus was passing by. And then Mark here continues the narrative. He began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David. Now, consider, Jesus is walking through Jericho with his disciples And all these curiosity seekers are there as well. They're probably maybe to Jesus, would you like to see some palm trees? We have the most beautiful palm trees you ever saw. No, I'm looking for something else. Could we show you some of the buildings? The Romans have come and built some grand government buildings. No, I've already seen them. He's looking for something else. And as he is walking through Jericho, here is this man who recognizes whom he is. And he begins to cry out, Jesus, son of David. Jesus, son of David. Now, the others called him Jesus of Nazareth. He called him son of David. He knew something they did not know. Or else, something they were not willing to accept. Jesus means Jehovah is salvation. This name declares him to be the Savior of his people from their sins. And Bartimaeus called him Jesus. He called him Son of David. He recognized Jesus as the Messiah because the Messiah is the Son of David. He also called him by the name Rabbani in verse 51. Rabbani. You know that in Israel they had rabbis. They were teachers. The highest teacher was called 
Rabbanee. And that is what Bartimaeus called him. How did a blind man know that? You have to wonder. This, this man knew things about Jesus that even the people with good sight around him did not know. He called him Lord. Called him Lord. As though to say, my Lord and my God. I tell you, something good is about to happen to a man. Even if he's blind. If he recognizes Jesus as son of man and son of God. Son and Lord of David, master and savior of sinners. Then consider number five, Bartimaeus begged from Jesus what he could not obtain from others. He said, have mercy on me. Now when others walked by, he said, give me some alms. Give me some charity. Show me, show me some money. I'm hungry. He doesn't say that to Jesus. He says, have mercy on me. Why did he say that to Jesus? Because Jesus had mercy that no one else had. Here is Jesus walking by and he says, have mercy on me. He probably remembered the prophecy of Messiah's coming that promised that then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the dead shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer and the tongue of the dumb or the mute shall sing. And here is a man who says, this man is Messiah. He can, if he wants to, give sight to the blind. Have mercy on me. Number six, then many warned him to be quiet. <laughs> Verse 48. <laughs> Rebuked him. Shh. Think of it. Here's a man begging for mercy from the only one who can give it to him. And his townsmen are saying, shut up. Be quiet. You, you are an embarrassment. They ordered him to be quiet. We're not told why. But if you'll look in the context, I believe you'll find the reason. The Jerichoites were willing to accept, uh, accept Jesus as Jesus of Nazareth, the good man. But Bartimaeus called him the son of David, the Messiah. And they probably were not going to have that kind of word get around in their town. Be quiet. He's not the Messiah. He's just Jesus of Nazareth. Well, that can get you into some trouble if you start telling people what Jesus is. If I walk into a certain church this morning and I say, Jesus of Nazareth is the final mediatorial prophet from God, they're going to say, shut up. We have a prophet who came after Jesus. The founder of our religion is a prophet who came after Jesus. Now be quiet with this talk about Jesus being the final prophet. 
I could walk into another church building and say, Jesus is the final mediatorial priest to God. Well, you better be quiet. You can't talk like that in this church building because we have a priesthood that makes sacrifices for our sins and gives us forgiveness of them. Be quiet with this talk about Jesus being the final priest to God. I can walk into another church and, and I can say Jesus has freed me from the bondage of the Mosaic law and keeping the Saturday Sabbath. And Well, you better be quiet. You can't talk like that in this building. We are under the law and, and, the, and Saturday, not Jesus is our Sabbath. And I can walk into another church building and say, Jesus of Nazareth saved every sinner for whom he died. Oh, you be quiet. You can't talk like that in this church building because we believe man's free will has got something to do with this salvation. So you can see in, in various places that in, in, in which you go, you want to talk about Jesus of Nazareth? That's okay. But don't tell completely who and what he is. That'll get you in trouble. And they were saying to him, Jesus of Nazareth, yeah, that's good, but be quiet with that Messiah talk, son of David. Number seven, Bartimaeus more fervently cried for mercy. He cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. When a blind beggar realizes that he is in the presence of the only one who can save him and give him sight, you will not keep him quiet. You will not keep him quiet. He cried out all the more, Son of David! Have mercy on me. And then number eight, Jesus mercifully responded to Bartimaeus' cry. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called to him. Let me tell you, sinner, and I speak to myself. <laughs> Let me tell you, Jesus never ignored anyone begging for mercy. He never did. Jesus is walking by and Bartimaeus can hear the shuffling of the feet and maybe the whispered tones are being said as Jesus walks by. And then Jesus stood still. Bartimaeus could not see, but he could hear there was silence. When Jesus stands still, there is silence. What can this mean? What can this mean? Jesus mercifully responded to Bartimaeus' cry. He stood still and so did all those who followed him. Bartimaeus has to be encouraged. It's quiet. Jesus has stood still. What does this mean? It has to be good. He has not walked on by. He's still here in front of me. His encouragement was 
increased when he heard Jesus say, Bring that man to me. <laughs> Bring that man to me. If Jesus requires that one be brought to him, surely he will not refuse the one who was called. This command evidently was given to Jesus' disciples, not the Jerichoites, but Jesus' disciples. And they came to, to him and told him that Jesus had called him. That's good news. It was to me. I remember that night when Jesus sent a preacher to where I was and said, bring that man to me. <laughs> I remember being brought through the preaching of the gospel. And so it was with Bartimaeus. Number nine, Bartimaeus was dutifully called to come to Jesus. Then they, assumedly Jesus' disciples, called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. Well, I can tell you that when you are told that Jesus is calling for you to come, you're going to be of good cheer. You're going to be a happy person. Number 10, Bartimaeus dutifully responded to Jesus' call, verses 50 and 51. Now notice, and throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabbani, that I may receive my sight. Now notice, notice these four points. Number one, he discarded his outer garment of tattered rags. Here he is. He's sitting, he's sitting by the road. He's begging for alms. Jesus calls for him to come. What does he do? He gets up, takes off his garment, throws it away, says, won't be needing that anymore. And off he goes to Jesus. He cast off his garment, his outer garment, and came to Jesus. He's not wearing his rags anymore. He's gotten rid of all that he that represented him before. And he came to Jesus. So it is with us. When Jesus calls you, get rid of those rags, those filthy rags. Get rid of them. You won't be needing them anymore. You're going to Jesus. He rose. He rose. The Greek word is the same as when Jesus rose from the dead. That's what he did, Barnabas. He rose from the dead. When Jesus calls you, you are regenerated. He is risen. He, has now, he now has life. He's risen from the dead. And he came to Jesus. He came to Jesus. He had said, have mercy on me. And now he went to the mercy. Do you realize that in Luke chapter 1 verse 72, Jesus is called the mercy of God. Have mercy on me. The mercy called him. He went to him. And then he prayed to receive this sight. Well, that's what he want. Now, if you're blind... You're willing to do with that just about anything as long as you could have your sight. And consider this. 
Who was the first person he saw? The first person he saw. I have seen videos of little children. They were talking maybe one, two, three, four years old who are blind or have bad vision. They can hear their mother's voice, but they've not seen her face, at least not clearly. And physicians have been able to find the problem that caused the blindness or the loss of vision. And they fix it and then make glasses that the children can wear. Little children, one, two, three, four years old. And having made the glasses, they put the little infant in front of its mother and they put the glasses on the infant and the infant now is seeing the mother and then hears the mother's voice. The mother may say, can you see me now? And when this little child realizes that he or she is seeing its mother for the first time, the expressions, you know, the expression of seeing the one you love most for the first time because your eyes have been healed. Can you imagine the joy on Bartimaeus when he's brought to Jesus? He couldn't find his way there. They ushered Bartimaeus to Jesus. He stood before Jesus and said, and Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? Well, sir, I'm blind. I want to see. And Jesus says, okay, you may see. And his eyes were opened. And the first person he sees is Jesus of Nazareth, thou son of David. Can you imagine this? Oh, oh. (laughs) What a joy it is to be healed. What a joy it is to be able to see. What a joy it is. That the first person I see is Jesus, thou son of David. Oh, what a happy occasion there must have been in that street in Jericho. And what an occasion, happy occasion there would be even today if Jesus should open some blinded eye of some person here among us this day. That the light of God would shine in our hearts and we should see the glory of God revealed in the face of Jesus Christ. What joy there would be if Jesus would open a blind eye this morning to behold him, Jesus, thou son of David. Number 11, Bartimaeus by faith was healed. Jesus said to him in verse 52, Go your way, your faith has made you well. Jesus does what no religion can do. Final point. Bartimaeus' way was afterward Jesus. Verse 52. Now notice, Jesus said, Go your way. (laughs) Go your way. That's what Jesus told him to do. Your faith has made you well. Go your way. 
You can find it okay now. You've got sight. You can see. Jesus said, go your way. And then what do we read? And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Now watch carefully. Jesus said, go your way. Bartimaeus said, you are my way. (laughs) I'm following you. Go your way, Jesus said. And Bartimaeus followed Jesus. When Jesus heals you, when Jesus saves you, he becomes your way. And when he says, go your way, you'll follow him and say, I'm doing it. You are my way. He followed Jesus on the road. He'll lead you all the way to heaven's glory. Jesus is the way. Perhaps, perhaps he'll come into our building this morning. Perhaps he'll give sight to some blind sinner. Perhaps he'll say, now go your way. And if he does, you will say, you are my way. I'm following you. He said that to me. I suppose it's been almost 50 years ago or so. Go your way. And I did. Been following him now for some 50 years or so. And that's what Jesus That's what blind sinners do when Jesus heals them. They follow him. Are you following him? Have you been blessed to see him? Were you not delighted when he opened your eyes? Well, now follow him wherever he goes. And, O God, our Father... To the glory of your name and to the honor of your Son, Jesus Christ. Bless, we pray this word to your glory. Amen.